I told you this morning that I could give you a magic potion that would make you happier and healthier, to have a better outlook on life, to be more productive in life, what would you think? And what if I told you that this magic potion was free, there was no cost to it, and it would require very little of you to use it in your life, to put into practice in your life? You'd probably think, well, that sounds too good to be true, right? But the truth is, the Bible has already given us something that if we use it in our life, it will transform everything about us. It's that secret, and current research shows it to be true. That magic potion is gratitude. Gratitude. We've just finished celebrating Thanksgiving, right? I mean, we had all the turkey and trimmings. We had pie and family and in-laws like Mark talked about. And then we had the biggest shopping day of the year. And I think sometimes with all the celebration that we do with Thanksgiving, the true meaning of Thanksgiving gets lost in the midst of it. I read on somewhere on Facebook the other day, somebody said, only in America do we celebrate one day all the things that we have, and the very next day we go out and fight each other for all the things we don't have. And today I want us to take a look at what true Thanksgiving is, not Thanksgiving as we celebrate it here in our country, but the biblical call on our lives as believers to practice a life of thanksgiving. That's what God has for us. All throughout the scripture, we're commanded to give thanks. Over 160 times, we see the word thanks or thanksgiving throughout the scripture. We have beautiful examples of it in the Psalms as as King David is giving thanks to God. The Bible tells us and research confirms that thanksgiving is critical for our lives. It's critical for our health. It's critical for us to be the people that God has called us to be. Why is that? Why is Thanksgiving so important? I want to share with you just a few reasons this morning. And then like every week during this series, as we've been putting things into practice to establish these habits in our life so that 2018 is the best year yet, we're going to have some practice as well. But the first thing I want you to see about the importance of Thanksgiving is that Thanksgiving is the pathway to God's presence. If you want to have God's presence in your life, if you want to live in God's presence, thanksgiving is the way to get there. Psalm 104 says this, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him, and praise his name. Again in Psalm 95.2, Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. Thanksgiving brings us into the presence of God. Back in the book of Leviticus, chapter 7 in the Bible, you see um, all the sacrifices that the people of Israel were required to make. This was in the time of the Old Testament before Jesus came, and he was the ultimate sacrifice for us. But back in that day, the people of Israel had to make certain sacrifices um, continually ongoing throughout their life. And this chapter in the scripture details some of those sacrifices. One of the ones listed in there is called the peace offering of thanksgiving. And it wasn't an offering for the forgiveness of sin like some of the others were, but it was an offering of thanksgiving to God, thanking him for all the things that he'd already done in their lives. And it was different because it was more of a celebration. It was actually a meal that was shared, and people would invite their family and friends to come with them um, to offer this sacrifice of thanksgiving. And the priest would be there. And the priest at this time was God's representative on planet Earth. Jesus hadn't come yet. 
And so in a very real way, as they offered these sacrifices of thanksgiving with the priest there, it was as if God was there in their presence, because he was. And that's what God wants us to know, that a life characterized by a thankful heart is a life that's lived in the presence and pleasure of God. I don't know about you, but that's the kind of life I want to live. The second thing I want you to see about Thanksgiving today is that it brings me peace. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty good in this world today, doesn't it? Colossians 3.15 says, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Peace and thankfulness go hand in hand. They go together. You can't have peace without thankfulness. That's what God is wanting us to see. Author Lisa Turkhurst said, The truly thankful person is a truly peaceful person. They have made a habit, no matter what, to notice, pause, and choose. Choosing to focus on God's presence until his powerful peace is unleashed. What would it look like if you changed things from being just a one single day of thanksgiving to a life of thanksgiving? It would mean a life of peace for you. Isn't that what you long for? Isn't that what you look for? So many circumstances and things come up in our life and we're anxious and we're worried. You know, maybe it's at work or a family member that's troubling you. God says you can have peace. This is a way to have it. When you develop a thankful heart and you practice Thanksgiving, not just on one day, but every day. The other thing Thanksgiving does is it impacts those around me. Colossians 2.7 says, let your lives overflow with Thanksgiving for all he has done. That word overflow, I think, is key in that verse. Have you ever gone in to run a bath? You know, maybe it's the end of the day and you go in the bathroom, you turn on the water, and then you walk back out to the living room or the kitchen and you forget that you turned on the water? What happens? Well, if you forget long enough, the bathtub fills up, right? And pretty soon it's overflowing. And it fills the floor in the bathroom It seeps into the cracks around the floor. If it's upstairs, it starts seeping down the beams in the wall or coming through the light fixtures. I've had that happen in the kitchen, the light stripping from the bathroom upstairs. That tub was overflowed. (laughs) And that's the picture of Thanksgiving. When we develop a life of Thanksgiving, a habit of Thanksgiving, it overflows from our life. And it begins to drip out on everyone else around us. It impacts them. It affects their life, not just our heart, but their hearts as well. That's the life that God is calling us to live. Your gratitude changes not only your heart, but the hearts of those around you. That's why it's important. That's why God wants his followers to be people of thanksgiving. The other thing that's important for us to know is that thanksgiving magnifies God. That's why he wants us to be thankful. It magnifies him. Psalm 69.30 says, I will praise the name of God with song and magnify him with thanksgiving. The psalmist says, I will magnify him with thanksgiving. The word magnify can be used in two different senses in the English language. One is in the sense of a microscope, right, or a magnifying glass. You have some little teeny tiny thing that maybe you can't even see with your eyes. And you put it on a slide under the microscope and what happens? That little tiny thing all of a sudden is much bigger than it appeared, and you can see it. That happens with a microscope or a magnifying glass. But there's also another way we use the word magnify, and that's in the sense of a telescope. What happens with a telescope? 
You take a telescope and you put it up to the sky and all of a sudden, all those things, the universe, the galaxies out there that you couldn't see before, all of a sudden they become visible to you and you begin to recognize the magnitude and and beauty of the galaxies around you. That's the magnify that this verse is using, magnify God. It's not saying when you give thanksgiving that this little bitty God you serve suddenly appears to look much bigger. It's saying when you practice thanksgiving, suddenly the beauty and majesty and magnitude of the God that you serve, you begin to get a glimpse of that. And the rest of the world begins to see who it is you worship. That's the sense that that verse is talking about. I will praise the name of God and I will magnify him with thanksgiving. I will make a big God begin to look as big as he really is. That's what God is calling us to do. We magnify him. Jesus even said that if we don't magnify him, the rocks and the trees are going to cry out and do it. Back in Luke chapter 19, Jesus was on his way back to Jerusalem. He had his disciples with him and a lot of people following him. You remember the story. It relates to Easter like Mark talked about earlier. But Palm Sunday, he's heading back to Jerusalem to be crucified. And people were there worshiping him, putting the palm fronds on the road road as he traveled in. And the religious leaders were there, the Pharisees, and they were kind of irritated that people would be worshiping Jesus. And they didn't like it, and they told him, you need to tell your followers to be quiet. And Jesus turned around, and he said this to them. If they kept quiet, the stones along the road would burst into cheers. And I don't know about you, but I would rather have my thanksgiving and worship and gratitude of God be louder than the stones and the trees. That's what he's calling us to do, to magnify him. And if we don't, all nature will cry out and do it. But we're the ones that God's called to it. Gratitude's not just a one-time event, but it's a mindset. And it produces a side benefit in our relationships. I want to just point this out to you real quickly today. But gratitude is the antidote for taking people for granted. When we begin to to be thankful and, and notice the good things that people do, all of a sudden all those other things seem to fade away. And we're not as irritated anymore. We're not as angry anymore. When you begin to practice thanksgiving, maybe you begin to notice that, that he's not quite such the, the jerk that maybe you thought he was. And here's this guy who for the last three years has made coffee for you every morning. Or maybe you begin to notice that she's stocked the pantry with your favorite things for the last 20 years. Or he's the one who's been changing the light bulbs for you every time they went out. Or she's the one who's washed your socks and put them away in your drawer for you for the last 15 years. Gratitude helps us see those things. Gratitude improves our relationships. It makes us see that all the little things that are irritating can fade away and the good things that we have in those relationships. If you want to hang out in God's presence, if you want to have peace in your life, if you want to change your life and impact the people around you, if you want to improve your relationships, we do that by cultivating gratitude, cultivating a lifestyle of gratitude. The last thing I want you to see about Thanksgiving is that it's not just for the third Thursday of November, but it's for every day of our life. It's a daily habit we need to cultivate. Thanksgiving is a daily practice. And daily practices, daily habits, they don't just happen, do they? 
There are things that we have to learn. There are things that we have to practice. That's why it's called a practice. We have to begin to cultivate that in our lives, cultivate a mindset of thanksgiving. And I think cultivating that mindset requires that we see three certain factors of gratitude. All of these factors have at their root the little Latin word bene, which means good. And we need to look at these. A grateful heart will see that these three things are present in our lives. The first factor of gratitude is the benefit. To make Thanksgiving a daily practice, the first thing I have to do is recognize that there are benefits. There are gifts coming to my life. And recognize that these are good things to receive. Psalm 100 103, 2 through 5 says this, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things. It says don't forget the benefits. A person who practices daily thanksgiving remembers those benefits, the benefits that come to our life, those good gifts. Most of the time, we live our lives just kind of blind to them because we don't take the time to stop and notice. A thankful person takes the time to stop and notice. The second factor of gratitude, not just that there is a benefit, but there is a benefactor. To make Thanksgiving a daily practice, we have to recognize that as well. Benefactor comes from our word factory, which just means a person who does good, one who does good, who does the work. To be grateful, you have to recognize that there's a benefactor, and that benefactor is our good God, our good God who gives good gifts, the benefactor who gives benefits. And they don't come randomly or by accident in our lives. God has planned it all, and he has our best intentions at heart. So all those things from him Come with the best intentions. James 1.17 says this, Don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. God exists. He's good. And he's always doing good things for you and me. Now, I know sometimes my definition of good and his definition of good aren't the same thing. But the thankful person realizes that God's heart is good and his gifts are good even when we don't understand. And that's what a daily habit of thanksgiving produces in us. The third factor of gratitude, not just the benefit and not just the benefactor, but there's a beneficiary. That's the person who receives those good gifts. The person who receives the love and intentionality from the benefactor. And that beneficiary is you. It's me. God comes with his good gifts and he gives them to you and me with his best intentions at heart. In order for me to be grateful, to practice daily thanksgiving, I have to recognize that these good gifts come from a good father, not because I'm good, not because of something that I've done or earned or merit or deserve, but simply because of the goodness of God. And when we begin to recognize that, we can't help but well up with thanksgiving in our hearts. Because that's who God is and that's what he does for us. Just this morning, I read John 1.16 and it says this. From his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. That pretty much sums it up. That's the story of our life. If you're a follower of Jesus, one gracious blessing after another. And when we become thankful people, we recognize it and we magnify the God who gives it to us. Jesus knew what it was like to live in gratitude. Jesus 
grew up as a young Jewish boy in a Jewish home going to the temple. And they learned about gratitude. Every devout Jewish person was devoted to two daily forms of prayer. One of them was called the Shema, and it's taken from Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5. It says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And they would pray that every morning, recognizing who the great benefactor was in their lives. And the second form of prayer is called the 18 benedictions. They were taught 18 different prayers that started with the word, bless you. Benediction means a good word. Giving a good word back to God, blessing him. Bless you, God. You are the creator. Bless you, God, the God of nature. Bless you, God, the God of history. Bless you, God, the God who sanctifies. There are 18 of them, and they would start every morning reciting these 18 benedictions. They would recite them every night before they went to bed, and they would recite them in the middle of the day. And they would learn to expound upon them. Bless you, God, who abundantly forgives, for you have forgiven my sin. Bless you, God, who heals the sick, because my body and my health are in your hands. Bless you, God. And they would go on and on. The one who sustains the living and raises the dead. I have hope. Eighteen benedictions, counting constantly God's blessing on their life. What a beautiful practice. And that's how Jesus lived his life every day. Now, if Jesus, who's the Son of God, had to practice daily Thanksgiving, and he practiced it all day long, how much more do I, how much more do you need to develop a habit of daily Thanksgiving in your life? Gratitude doesn't come when we get more stuff, like we tend to think, and how we grow up as children, but gratitude comes when we recognize the amazing benefits we already have from our glorious Father in heaven through his love into our life. That's what gratitude is. That's where it comes to you from. And this worldview changes our lives. It will change you when you practice it. The Hebrew word used in the Old Testament for thanksgiving is toda. Even to this day in Israel, that word means thank you. But it, it goes beyond just a simple thank you. The literal word means an extension of the hand or stretching forth the hand. It's an action word, a verb. Gratitude's not just a feeling, but it's taking action. Sometimes here in the worship service, you see people's hands go up as they're worshiping, almost as if they can't control it. That's what that is. It's an expression of gratitude saying, God, you are worthy. I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for what you are doing. That's what it means to give reverence and worship. It's to thank him. It's to thank him with a grateful heart. So this morning, I want to take action. I want to throw my praise up to God. It's that, that action verb, the toda, actually means almost like throwing a stone or shooting an arrow to a specific target. It's shooting that thanksgiving to God. And that's what I want to do today. And I'm going to ask you just to join me as you listen in. But I want to share with you a couple of things that I'm thankful for. And then I'm going to give you the chance to do that as well. Today, I'm thankful simply for today. Have you ever thought about that? Today matters. Today's important. With all the horror that's going on in our world today, we need to remember more than ever how important today is. How important it is. In 2009, many of you know, I was diagnosed with stage 3 colorectal cancer. It was already in my lymph nodes, and statistics said I had a 50-50 chance of survival. 
within a week, I had started radiation and oral chemotherapy, and I had also started revising my will and looking at my medical power of attorney and cleaning out my closets and doing all the other things you do to be ready. And suddenly, time seemed so much shorter, and it seemed so much more precious. It seemed so much more important to me. Every moment mattered. But here's the thing. Nothing had really changed as far as time goes. I still had the same amount of time that God had planned for my life. The only thing that changed was my recognition of how important time was, how important today was. Tomorrow isn't a guarantee. God wants us to live today. When we realize that truth, today kind of comes into its own, doesn't it? It becomes more important. We realize how important it is that we're grateful for today and that we take every opportunity that God has given us. James 4.14 says this, What do you know about tomorrow? How can you be sure about your life? It's nothing more than a mist that appears for only a little while before it disappears. I want to encourage you to stop and thank God for today. Thank him that he's given you this day. So much of the time we live out in the future and our focus is out there and there's nothing wrong with making plans for the future, but when we do it to the exclusion of today, when we live for the future, we miss out really living our life. God's given us today and he has a purpose and plan for you today. Every encounter, every person, every delay, everything that comes in your life today is from the hand of God. And he says, I have a reason for your life today. I have a purpose for you today. If you're not consciously grateful for this day, you're going to miss out on the life that God has for you, on the opportunities he's given you. The other day, my daughter Sarah called and she asked if I could watch my granddaughter Zoe. And of course I said yes, because I take every opportunity I can to do that. Zoe came over to the house and we played dollhouse and we danced and we hunted for lizards. And when she got tired, we read her favorite books and we snuggled on the couch. And I sang to her all those favorite songs that I sang to Sarah when she was a little girl. And as I looked down at this beautiful little face and this head full of curls, looking up at me, I was just so grateful. And I remember that it was only a few years earlier that I wasn't sure if I would ever see my daughter married or ever know my grandchildren. And I was so grateful, and I thought to myself, if I never have another day, I'm grateful for this one, for this moment today with this little girl. And that's the way God wants us to live our life, in gratitude for every moment of every day, for every encounter that he's given us for today. So I'm thankful for today. I learned to be thankful for today. The other thing I'm thankful for are the people in my life. I'm thankful for the people who pray for me, those who text me and say, I'm praying for you today. And I'm thankful for those that I can call on and say, hey, I need you to pray for this. And I'm thankful that I can be that person for a few special friends that they reach out to me and say, I need you to pray for this today. I'm so grateful for those people in my life. And I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for family who are patient with me when I'm having a rough day. I'm grateful for family that celebrate me and all the victories of life. I'm grateful for my friends, especially the ones that know me well enough to challenge me to be better. And those that laugh with me when things don't quite go as planned. I'm thankful for those friends. The Bible teaches us that two things will last forever, the word of God and the souls of men. Did you know that? Just two things last forever. 
It's important. People are important. People matter to God. When I practice thankfulness for the people in my life, it improves relationships. It tears down walls. It brings healing. If there's a relationship in your life where you're struggling, the best thing you can do is begin to be thankful, to practice thankfulness for that person. Find the one tiny thing you can start with. Maybe it's just their smile. Whatever it is, begin to practice thankfulness and it will turn everything around. As important as your job and deadlines are this holiday season, I hope that you'll slow down and take time to enjoy the people in your life. Don't miss them. God brought them into your life for a reason and he's chosen you to minister to them. Whether it's your roommate or a coworker, maybe it's the lady at the nail salon, maybe it's that person who sat down next to you this morning here. God designed that. He has a purpose in that today. So I'm thankful for the people in my life. And I'm thankful for my church, community of faith. I'm thankful for you. Philippians 1.3 says this, I thank my God every time I remember you. And Mark and I do. It's so true. We're so thankful for you guys. I'm thankful that you would be here at the end of a long week and spend your Sunday morning here with us. I'm thankful for the way you encourage us regularly, often. I'm thankful for your love for one another. It's amazing to watch you guys as you love one another as family. I'm thankful for your generosity. I mean, you saw that video earlier. Mark and I were here Sunday afternoon as hundreds and hundreds of you were coming back with bags full of groceries. And and not just bags. We gave you one bag and asked you to fill it. You guys came with multiple bags. One lady came with a wagon full of supplies. Other people came with bags and bags and boxes. and, And it was crazy. I was sitting there in tears and I just thought, this is ridiculous. These people are so generous. I'm so grateful for these people. It made me think of the sermon Mark preached last week where he talked about the floodgates, how when we're obedient to God, we can't stop the blessings to the point that we're going to be like, God, stop. I can't take any more blessing in my life. And that's what it felt like last Sunday afternoon. Stop. We can't take any more blessing. And we've given it out and given it out and given it out, and there's more to give. I'm so grateful for your generosity. And I'm grateful for your faith. You think of other people before you think of yourself. You know God's going to take care of you. What an awesome example you guys are. I'm so grateful for that. And I'm grateful for the way that you love people who don't yet have a relationship with Christ. That you make a place and you provide a way so that people can come into relationship with him and experience what you've already experienced. I'm so thankful for you guys. So I've thrown up my gratitude to God today, and I want to give you guys a chance to do the same thing. You have in your program today a lined sheet of paper. Maybe you already have it out. You're taking notes. But if you don't, I want you to take that out right now and open it up. There's some just blank lines there. And I want you to take the action of thanksgiving because, remember, it's not enough just to think it. We have to let it be known. The first thing I want you to do is just write down three things that you're thankful for. Whatever they are, whatever comes to mind first. You've got 30 seconds, go. And as you write them down, I want you just to whisper a quick quick prayer. God, thank you for whatever it is you've written. When you're done, look back up here. Second thing I want you to do is write down the names of three people that you're grateful for. 
Maybe it's a parent, a teacher, a coach, a neighbor. Maybe it's a pastor. It can be somebody in your life now. Maybe it was somebody in your life 20 years ago. Write down three people. And as you write them down, again, whisper that prayer, God, thank you for this person. Thank you for the impact they've had on my life. Now, here's what I want you to do. Every week, we've given you something to do when you go home, to put what we talked about into practice. Remember, these are habits we want to establish in our life so that 2018 is the best year yet. So when you go home today, here's what I want you to do. Those three people you listed, I want you to go home and write them a letter, and I want you to tell them why you're grateful for them. Tell them the impact that they had on your life. Or you can call them. Maybe calling is easier for you. But a handwritten note is usually the most appreciated. And if it has to be a text, okay, I'll give that to you. But they'd appreciate a handwritten letter or a phone call more. I want you to go home and do that. Today, begin the practice of Thanksgiving. And then here's what I want you to do during the rest of the week. I want you to take some time. Maybe it takes a couple of days to get it done. But I want you to make a list of 100 things you're thankful for. Not just to be silly and write them down, but this develops in us a habit of thanksgiving. It changes our worldview. It changes our eyes. It changes our hearts. It helps us be able to see the blessings all around us, the benefits that God has given to us. A few years ago, I asked some of the ladies at Women of COF to do this practice. And I was so surprised at how many came back and said, this changed my life. Thank you for asking us to do this. So I want you to do that this week. Make a practice of thanksgiving. Psychologist Dr. Brenda Shoshana said this, there is one surefire medicine which cures all pain and opens the way for your greater good. It allows you to sleep well at night, wake up refreshed, and filled with enthusiasm for your daily tasks. This medicine is abundantly available, has no side effects, and can be taken in large or small doses regularly. You need no one to prescribe it. The more you take, the sweeter it is. The medicine is the practice of thankfulness. That's the magic potion that we talked about. Psalm 34 says this, all you saints, sing your hearts out to God. Thank him to his face. Thankfulness changes us. It changes our thinking. It changes our outlook on life. It changes our attitude. It changes our behavior. The more we practice thankfulness, the deeper it seeps into us. And it flows out on everybody else. And it changes them as well. So that's your challenge heading into this new year. To develop the practice of thanksgiving.